Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023, but let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast coming at you early on a Monday morning. So, Logan, have you had, had your coffee yet? Are you caffeinated? You ready to go? You know, Craig, I don't drink coffee. I just get up and, you know, suffer through the day. <laughs> I got a little spot of tea. Uh, spot of tea? I do yeah. prefer tea to coffee. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. If I were I like, to do one, it'd be tea. Yeah, I like I like coffee. Uh, it's typically what I drink. I just didn't want to have coffee. I don't know. I felt like my throat was a little dry, so I went with a little mm. tea, a little honey. Uh, and let's let's see how this podcast goes early on a Monday morning. Right. Uh, so appreciate everybody checking this out wherever it is you're watching or listening. If you haven't started watching the podcast yet, but you keep hearing us talk about it. Full episodes are now available on the Odyssey Sports page on YouTube. So make sure that you check us out there. I'll still post a lot of clips on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Craig Hoffman. And we'll also post some on 106.7 The Fans page as well. But Logan... Obviously, a weird week for us in the podcast. We get in this nice rhythm of yeah. review the game, preview the next one, talk about the big issues around the team, and uh, and then there's no game. Uh, so, what did you do with your with your Sunday? How much football did you watch, and how nice was it to just be able to watch multiple games if that's what you were doing versus focusing on uh, on the one? Yeah, I mean, I don't have cables, so I'm always like checking on my <laughs> phone the scores and stuff, and it's just I think it's just really interesting, like the parity and like how certain teams are kind of getting hot at the right time, certain teams are kind of cooling. Like Tennessee, that Tennessee Jacksonville game, I thought was fascinating because Trevor Lawrence seems to have turned a quarter. I think four of his last five games, he's graded above like 85 percent or 85, whatever that number is at PFF, and it's shown up. You know, he's been very productive, and there's that guy that everyone was talking about as being that generational talent. Sands, Urban Meyer, I think is really interesting. Obviously, Tampa Bay looking like absolute garbage the past couple of weeks, you know, just not able Man, to figure anything out off offensively. Um, I think is, and then Miami seems to be kind of hitting a misstep two weeks in a row now, which is interesting. Um, and I know it just it's it's just fun to kind of keep track of that stuff, I think. And, you know, looking around the division specifically, like obviously Philly, I think watching that Philly game, I know we're going to talk about it more in a couple of days. But the Philly Giants game I thought was really interesting because it shows you how good Philly is. And I honestly just the margin for error when you're playing a ball control style offense like like the commanders play because they were the commanders in our first outing were one or two big plays away from having a score look very similar to that, which sounds crazy. But when you watch the game, the game flow was very similar. Um, Obviously, the Cowboys almost losing to Houston was was pretty wild considering how bad Houston's roster is. Um, but it just shows you every week, man, you got to come put your mouthpiece in, buck your head uh, helmet up and, and go get it. So 
Um, I like that. I know a lot of fans don't like that there's not like a juggernaut in the NFL at the moment, but I like that it's scrappy and it's tough and, you know, I enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs and Broncos. Broncos oh, finally yeah. get some offense going, yeah. uh, but Chiefs ultimately pull that one out. The Buccaneers thing is wild because now you've got in the NFC South literally no one that should be in the playoffs. There yeah. should be, like, I feel like with the new 17-game schedule, I was thinking about this last night, this is going to sound like a wacky idea, radio guy with the wacky idea, but like, shouldn't you have to win eight games to get in the playoffs? Like, If you, if you can't finish eight and nine, do you belong in the playoffs? Well, you got Tampa at six and seven uh, at the top of that division. And Carolina, Carolina yeah. is one game out. The Panthers don't belong in the playoffs this year. I mean, the like, one team in, that... in what world do they belong in? Do, are you going like that team should get, be allowed to compete for a championship? And frankly, the Buccaneers at this point yeah. are, are like that too. Like if you can't in a 17-game schedule, if you can't win, and I know it's supposed to be like by division and like, oh, what if you get a really tough division where teams knock down, drag out, fighting each other? You can't get to... <laughs> You can't get to eight, right? Come on. Yeah, I think. Oh, it's uh, awful. Yeah, but you know, again, Carolina is kind of getting sneaky hot right now, and they Seattle things out cooling down. So, you know, like I just think back to that Seattle game against uh, New Orleans a couple of years ago when they were eight and eight or whatever they were. They were seven and nine. Seven and nine, and they beat New Orleans. You know, so like yeah. it just the the matchup, the home game advantage, all that kind of stuff. Um, I know Atlanta didn't play this weekend, but is Desmond Ritter going to start for them the remainder of the season? That's the plan, which is hilarious because they're a game out of the division at five and eight. And they said, as long as we're in it, you know, we, we're going to keep riding with Mariota and they, they are going to go to Desmond Ritter after the bye. I think Um, that's a really smart move though. I think it's like after watching, I thought, cause like I fell in love with Atlanta after watching them against us. Cause I'm like, this is a team that knows who they are. And if they can get a passer who can complete passes, they're going to be pretty dang good. (laughs) So, like, I watched their, their their game last week, and I was like, man, if they can complete, you know, five more passes in this game, they easily win. So I'm sure, you know, uh, Arthur Smith is a smart guy. He's probably looking at that roster saying, man, like, we're actually not that far off if our quarterback can play a little bit better. He did a little zone read in college, not the same way Mariota did. But, you know, and then you look at Houston with a two-quarterback system. Maybe you can deploy something like that, like have Mariota have his package. And you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I think that's a smart move and uh, it'd be really interesting to see if they can make a push. Cause I really like that team right now. And I think they're way closer than people think. So I think what's really wild is you kind of scroll through the divisions, like some of these teams that just don't make sense record wise this year. It's one of the, like, I'm sure statisticians will study the 2022 and like (laughs) economists and people who look at, you know, expected performance type of things. Um, because like in the AFC East, every team has a positive point differential. Every AFC single team, the, the, uh-huh. the bills are plus 132 points for versus points against on the year. Uh, the dolphins are plus four. Hmm. Uh, then you have the jets plus 21 and the Patriots who play tonight currently sit at plus 23. The really? Ravens and the Bengals and the AFC North are above. The Browns and Steelers are below. Like, that's what a division theoretically is supposed to look like. Yeah. But then the Titans and the AFC South are, they're seven and six, uh, over 500, leading the division at a minus 35 on the year. Oh, my God. The Jaguars have now pulled even. They're at zero. And uh-huh. then the Colts and Texans are obviously well under. Um, and then the NFC North, there are three teams that are under uh, on point differential and one team that is over. The team that is over 
is not the 10 and three Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> they are actually under on the year by a point because they've won games by such a slim margin and they've gotten blown out now a couple of times, yeah. including by the Lions yesterday. And the Lions at six and seven are plus two on the year. The entire NFC South is at least minus 24 point differential. The best point differential in the division is the Falcons at minus 24. And then everyone else is floating around minus 30, minus 32. So you just have like these entire mm-hmm. divisions that by point differential, which is a tip, typically a pretty predictive stat uh, and, and like a good stat to measure how good a team really is. I mean, for instance, the Bills and the Niners are far and away the best two teams in, in the league this mm-hmm. year um, in that stat. Like you have two entire divisions that are minus in point differential on the year. It's, it's bananas. And another one that would be if the Jags weren't zero even. So it's it's truly wild uh, in terms of the parody in the NFL, but it's not like it's. I mean, it is parody week in and week out. It is parody where you know any team could win um, on any given Sunday against any other team, but it also is kind of divided where you have a couple of divisions like the AFC and NFC East that seem to be having great years as entire divisions, and these other divisions where it's it's anybody's game because nobody's actually that good. Yeah, and I think that that shows itself. I mean, like when you watch Minnesota play, you're not like, man, this team is really good. You know, they're not like they're not like the Bills or the Chiefs or Philly. They're like in a different tier. And I think a little bit of that is expressed in that metric you just mentioned, right? Because they're they're never blowing teams out. They're never in a dominant way. The defense isn't outstanding. They have good players, no doubt, but you know, like they they're giving up a ton of yards. Kirk is having his like worst statistical year, I think. It's like since his rookie year or since his third year in the league. So obviously like that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that's a really interesting statistic. And I think, again, that, that feels right, you know, and for um, San Francisco to be, again, one of those top tier teams, I think you feel that. And it's interesting because obviously the commanders play them coming up. And I think you see how good they are offensively. You see all the weapons they have. I mean, Brock Purdy's their quarterback. And I like Brock Purdy a lot coming out. I thought he'd be like a good rotational kind of high-end backup type guy in the NFL. But obviously, Kyle's elevates him, you know? And, like, you don't really feel like you're even missing a beat without Jimmy Garoppolo. So, um, it, I don't know. It's just it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, and how about that game with Kansas City? Like, Holmes throws three interceptions, and, like, it gets all crazy. You know what I mean? So, it's – um. I don't know it just it's fun, man. I, I really enjoy this. That you kind of when you're doing when we're doing our pickums or when I do my pickums for the Fox Five show um, on Sunday, like I don't really know. You know, there's no I'm, I don't have like a confident thing. It's a lot of like this team seems like they're getting hot. This is a good matchup for them, and you kind of make your picks that way, which is a little bit unusual outside of how I would normally do it. And I think that is again indicative of this this parity, this kind of unusual statistical year, like you just referenced. Yeah, it is a, a really bizarre year. And, and teams that have also, the last like kind of big picture thing I want to talk about real quick before we move on to a couple more of your commander's questions. Uh, and obviously we will get into uh, some of the defense in terms of a self-scout uh, as promised on the pod. But you have so many teams that have turned their fortunes mid-year. And the commanders certainly fit into right. that mold. But if you talk about teams like, I mean, Tennessee's going a, li- a little bit the wrong direction. Right. Um, they've now lost three in a row. But Jacksonville, they've been a little bit more up and down steady, but have turned it on more as of late. Um, the Raiders, I mean, well, the crazy thing about the Raiders is they really turned it around because they were the, weren't they the last team to get a win? Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden pulled themselves to five and seven 
and then they lose on Thursday night football on a 98-yard drive to Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Right. Right. Baker Mayfield and the Rams, a sentence that literally did not exist a week ago. Um, and then you've got Washington, who obviously started two and four, uh, and and has turned it around to be seven and five. Um, Detroit also really struggled for a while yeah. there. The Commanders were the only team that they had beaten, and now they're six and seven on the verge of a playoff spot. Um, so it it really is wild how some of these teams have been Carolina fired Matt Rule and is, is turned around to five and eight and they're suddenly in the mix in the NFC South because the NFC South is terrible. Um, yeah. But it is really interesting how some of these, like it feels like more teams than usual, I would say, have like completely turned it around. And some of them, in a sense, I feel like we saw it coming. Like I don't think people thought Washington was that bad. Mm-hmm. People certainly thought, I mean, part of this was the hard knocks thing, but like people certainly thought Detroit was posed to do some damage. And even if you watch their games earlier in the season, you're like, man, they're good offensively. If they can stop yeah. being abysmal defensively, they could win some games. And sure enough, that's what happens. And I think, yeah, it's happened. I should say. Yeah. And I, I just, I just think like, that's, we talked about this before in the show. Like that's one of the reasons I don't take a ton of stock in the first quarter of the season. Like when I'm watching NFL football, the first quarter, like, it, yeah, it kind of lays a foundation for who you think teams are, but really teams don't become who they are until that, second or third quarter of the year and teams can kind of change their identity and um that has been hashed out perfectly this year like i look at seattle i look at tennessee i look at some of these teams that are the giants right who came out like gangbusters looking like they were going to take the league by storm and they've cooled a little bit so mm-hmm. i think obviously like you know when vegas puts out that win total at the beginning of the year like vegas is not dumb they know what they're doing right and so right now i see I see the commanders sitting at their seven win total, which is what Vegas picked at the beginning of the year. And hopefully they can outperform that, but it's only going to be just, you know, and I think a lot of these other teams are kind of coming back to average a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I just, it, it is interesting how this kind of like midpoint of the year has been a tipping point. I like how you mentioned Jacksonville, how they've kind of found something seemingly and they're beating, you know, apparently good football teams. So, uh yeah it's just it's awesome to watch each week i mean this week it was also kind of weird because there was like a whole bunch of teams on bye. there was like six teams on bye week so there wasn't a lot of football going on so i felt like half the league moved forward or backward and then the other half was just kind of chilling but yeah man it's it's a lot of fun to talk about and i think it makes for good good watching every sunday i think yeah uh so as it stands right now um which this should not change based off of monday night football tonight because the cardinals are not going to enter this equation i mean they could enter like the next group of teams but um where the commanders are it won't affect them commanders currently sit sixth so they are firmly in the playoff right now playoffs right now thanks to losses by new york and seattle uh Commanders entered the weekend in eighth out of the playoffs, but thanks to tiebreakers and the tie, um, where Seattle seven and six, Washington and New York are seven five and one. Uh, Washington wins the tiebreaker over New York based on win percentage in division games. They would currently sit sixth, which would get them a date with the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, so that's that's not ideal. Uh, the I mean, and that's also kind of the the wacky thing this year. Um, it's ha- actually no, sorry, they would get would they get the Niners? Yeah, they would. Uh, uh, it, was, it was Minnesota the, for a while, but yeah, the Giants, the Giants would get Minnesota, and Dallas would get Tampa. Um, oh man, so, you know, <laughs> it, depending on how this thing goes, um, you know, you almost might wind up being better seventh than yeah. sixth. Uh, but obviously, 
right now the the whole goal is to get in and then then you go from there but you know the the Niners are on the schedule coming up on Christmas Eve so you can wind up whether it's Minnesota or um Minnesota or San Francisco you're going to wind up facing a team that you've already faced this year um so that could be a, a super interesting one if it's Minnesota I mean that could be a big time revenge game because it's one that the commanders you know Ron talked about like that one really ate him up so you know that that's gonna be a fun storyline to watch the seating you know and and obviously whether or not they get in as we roll down the stretch